Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. Welcome back, my friend. I'm back. Good mm. to be back. I can't say good to be back from holiday, but good to be back doing this. Uh, I've seen some of your holiday photos. Very nice. Uh, scarcely populated area. And it got me thinking, you know, Raushan, um, would you move to a country to work if you didn't quite like the country? I mean, I, we consider ourselves like city people, right? We need a bit mm. of hustle and bustle. So would you move to a country that maybe you don't really fancy, but the money is good? Depends for how long. Depends for how long. Depends of, I guess, having a family and what you can offer my family. But short answer is, yes, I'm a mercenary. I'll go wherever it pays. (laughs) (laughs) How about going to Saudi Arabia to commentate on the Saudi football league? I'll do it. I need to brush up on my arrow probably, but I will do it, I think. And that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Saudi, you talked about me being on travels, right? I did have uh, the liberty of transiting through Doha. And I can tell you... Because Saudi football is in the news and we're talking so much about it now, they just do things bigger and better. Everything is huge. The airport is huge. They got a tram running through the airport. Everything is decked out and beautiful. And Saudi football is now looking to follow that same way in terms of everything being bigger and better. You know, that's the thing, right? Like, there's been a lot of uh, spotlight on on Saudi football and the signings that they've made. Some are quite incredible. Some are really question mark, question mark. And I've heard you know, people speculating that, oh, this is the rise of Saudi Arabia football. Uh, Wait till you see how they're going to make their football clubs even more valuable. And I go, you know what? Take it easy. Relax. (laughs) Exactly. I think like we've seen this before with the Chinese Super League as well. So there's a lot of apprehension in terms of what is going on. I think it's funny because for me, Saudi football only started in December 2022. When Cristiano Ronaldo signed. Exactly. The league officially went professional in 2007. Yeah. But it took a megastar like Ronaldo to even put them on the map. With all due respect, I've covered Asian football in my time at Fox. But again, there was no allure to it. There was no sexiness to it. But suddenly, Saudi football is all the craze these days. I don't know, though. I mean, I guess apart from the money, which is quite obvious, like it's not like Cristiano Ronaldo won the league title in his uh, first half a season, so to don't speak. Don't tell him that. Uh, which I will. He was in Singapore, <laughs> by the way. Um, but the thing is, I'm curious as to what the big boys over in UEFA are thinking about this. I mean, Europe seems to be always viewed as the prize jewel of football. You know, if you even if you're an American, you want to play the best football in the world, Go to Europe. That's the place to be. Yeah, Europe certainly is the mecca when you think about football, right? History mm. and just being in that continent playing football. But hey, their, their, their stranglehold on it might be shaken up by Saudi money. But Alexander Seferin, UEFA president, thinks otherwise. It's uh, mainly a mistake for Saudi Arabian football. It was a similar mistake in China when they all brought football players who were at the end of their career. Tell me one player who is top, top uh, age and he who starts the career who went uh, to play to Saudi Arabia. Why is that a problem for them? Because they should invest into academies, they should bring coaches and they should develop their own players. The system of, uh, of buying the players that almost ended their career is not the system that develops football. But does it concern you in any, in any way? No. no Aren't no. you scared of an exodus of, of players? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, top no. players I mean no, no. we lost Messi we lost Cristiano Ronaldo we lost Karim Benzema you know what uh, 
we didn't lose them. They still play football, but they're, but they're at the end of the career. At the end of the career, some players go somewhere to earn some money. But if, it's not about money only. Players want to win top competition, and top competition is in Europe. It's quite interesting, and I want to get to the Karim Benzema story in a while, uh, that transfer. Um, but on the back of what uh, Alexander Seferin was talking about, there how players in the twilight of their career go to places like uh, China. Um, you, you look at the MLS, they don't get a whole lot of criticism mm. because they make, they, they're not ashamed to admit, yeah, come here, it's a great retirement home. Take, for example, Sergio Busquets, uh, Jordi Alba, rumored to be going to uh, into Miami uh, to keep uh, Lionel Messi happy, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> keep him company. Yeah, but that's that's like commercial, that's Hollywood, that's a, that's a nice retirement way of life. Mm. But the Saudi Arabia story, they're trying to sell that they, even Ronaldo came out in the press to say that this will be one of the top five leagues in the world. They've got a grand plan to sign 50 of the top players from Europe. Uh, so far, so good though. Yeah, so far, so good. They're making waves on the transfer front. But I know Ronaldo's associated to a lot of hashtags. That one, that particular one about being top five league was hashtag cringe for me because <laughs> you can't, you, you must be kidding that Saudi will be close exactly. or thereabouts. I mean, they pay his bills, so sure, he's bound to sure. say that. But I like your reference to MLS because they make no qualms about it. Mm. They are there to provide a comfortable retirement package for a lot yeah. of these players. You talk yeah. about Busquets, Alba. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Beckham, yeah. obviously the pioneer yeah. in making yeah. that move across. And then Saudi have come about and trying to, to your point, take Europe 1, which I'm not sure is mm. the right model to go. And in terms of transfers, they're going to have to sign a lot of players. And I yeah. know they've made some eyes at a lot of Premier League players who might be crossing the border. Okay, fair enough to say that Cristiano Ronaldo opened the floodgates. I mean, uh, he's uh, going to be a great ambassador should he choose to retire soon. Lionel Messi, rumoured to make the same move, but that didn't happen. He went to the United States. And then the shocker for me was Karim Benzema. Um, literally a spanner in the whole transfer market because because of Benzema going to Saudi Arabia um, you have Kylian Mbappe coming out to say you know what I'm not uh, extending my contract uh, and then now it's a race to you know who Real Madrid is going to sign there uh, Daniel Levy is panicking because he thought he could sell Harry Kane to, to Madrid and now suddenly you've got you know the likes of uh, Angolo Kante going over to Saudi Arabia uh, Edward Mendy rumoured to be the next name going there Shock and surprise, Ruben Nevers, at the age of 26, a great player, why is he going to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that's one of the most shocking transfer rumours to emerge, right? Ruben Nevers, you talk about it, 26 years old at the back end yeah. of the end of season, he said, my dream is to play in the UEFA Champions League, mm. and he's going to give that up for, I guess, a very handsome paycheck. That's all it is, right? And we talk about... You asked me earlier about migrate somewhere where the city is not so great or the country is not so great, but yeah. it pays well. I'm not sure whether anyone is travelling to Saudi for the lifestyle day or anything like that. They are probably not. Yeah. Exactly. So I think Saudi have it that they're so close to Europe. They're only six hours away to Europe. So yeah. maybe that helps in terms okay. of a okay. commute. But I cannot understand all these players opting to go to Saudi. Having said that, footballers do have a very, very short shelf life. Yeah. So perhaps they are just there to make money of it. They're just there to have one good juicy contract, make I mean, what they have to, and then come back to Europe. Um, but wouldn't you, I mean, and this has always been the argument, right? When you play in a league that's of lesser standards, your own standards drop, uh, and not everyone can do an Ibrahimovic where you go to the United States at that grand old age of 39 and then come back to AC Milan and still play at that high level. 
uh, someone like Ruben Neves at 26, you're hitting, you're, you're about to hit your prime and you're going to go into an easier league. Who would want to take you back? Your value would surely drop. Yeah, very, very valid point because then you're not challenging yourself yeah. as much, right? Ruben Neves has been linked to so many European clubs, Manchester United, Liverpool, Barcelona, the likes. And for him to opt to go to Saudi does tell you about the power of yeah. a Saudi money, right? That's sure. what's pulling him that way. With. I mean, they're, they're close to places like uh, Abu Dhabi or Dubai. So, you know, not to stereotype, but uh, most wives would be happy to go there and shop. You would think you would think there is some appeal <laughs> to the family moving to the Middle East. But to your point about the Chelsea players, I've yeah, yeah. read in different reports okay. that Bowley has some connections in Saudi Arabia and Chelsea's squad needs some trimming and they are not players who are on cheap wages. They need to be farmed out to... Yeah leagues that can afford their yeah, pay packages yeah. and that's why you look at the likes of uh, Kulubai being linked and Golo Kante yeah. being linked Mendy being linked yeah. Ziyech being Ziyech, linked that's right I think the problem with Saudi Arabia though is they are all good to sign all these players but like sure. Alexander Seferin said it can't be just players they need the coaches they mm. need mm-hmm. it's not just about the playing staff on the field right they need the infrastructure for the league to become better and perhaps that's where Saudi will be eyeing to uh, invest next I mean it's probably a 10 year project or, or more because beyond that you still need to invest in your homegrown talent uh, only then can you have a more collective and a, a higher standard then can you view the the league as a serious top five uh, in that sense. I mean, if league on can do it, yeah. how can Saudi Arabia do it? Exactly. Look, Rome wasn't built in a day, neither is Riyadh. So I think it's going to Fair take enough. a bit of time to do this. And I think you talk about building the local grown players, right? In yeah. Asia, Saudi can perhaps aspire to be the best league because as it stands based on numbers, Japan is the best league in Asia. Yes. And it's not just Iniesta going to Japan, for example, there are some top quality Japanese players playing exactly. in Europe as well, in Bundesliga, in the Premier League. Mitoma comes to mind, really caught the eye last year. I think Saudi need to work towards allowing local grown players to be good enough to earn a move to Europe for validation of their success. And just to debunk that whole uh, com- comparison to the Chinese Super League, right? Mm-hmm. I think what's well, I say worrying. What's to note in this Saudi deal is while the CSL was backed by President Xi Jinping, it was very much funded by private businessmen. Yes. With yes. Saudi, the money is coming directly from the government under different guises, but directly from the government. So I don't think there's going to be a risk of them pulling the plug on this or mm. eventually losing interest in this. No, I mean, they want to do it. And, and you just have to look at the Middle East and their determination. And obviously, the, when you have the money, you, you got to go all out to get this done. I mean, if Singapore had the money and mm. they wanted to do this for the Singapore Premier League, I'm sure uh, they would have done something similar. But uh, to your point about you know infrastructure and you got to get the coaches in, right? So uh, this was the latest rumor as of about a week uh, ago. Um, Saudi Arabia willing to pay 120 million euros for two years to a certain Jose Mourinho. Makes sense. Uh, he would add, a, yeah. I mean, but. Y- it can't stop there, right? You've got to get top coaches that are coming in. Is this an opportunity then perhaps for the likes of, you know now there's uh, talk of uh, Luis Enrique going to PSG. Before that was uh, Julian Nagelsmann. So maybe the young coaches can come in and the older ones can head over to start. I think Sam Allardyce needs a gig, right? He should go there. <laughs> a bit of a change of guard, right? In terms yeah. of the younger coaches coming in. Someone like Jose Mourinho, 120 million is not a lot because much like Ronaldo, he's not just going to bring expertise. He's yeah. going to bring exposure as yeah, well yeah, to yeah. Saudi Arabia. And then there's Carlo Ancelotti who perhaps could cross the ball 
order eventually maybe one After last his, paycheck uh, Brazil gig maybe before the Brazil gig who knows yeah you know what I mean so a lot of these coaches are now when they try and seal a move in Europe they're probably going to tell their agent hey can you just check if there's any interest How much for, money, in, yeah. exactly <laughs> any 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 reals on offer yeah at the end of the day right the Saudi Arabian league really needs a, a main sporting director to ensure that all of these expertise are in place so that you don't want a case of it being too imbalanced as mm, well mm, mm, but mm. Uh, hey sounds good right I feel like sporting directors are all the vogue now right a lot of European clubs in terms of signing players and managers they're also signing sporting directors mm. and Saudi Arabia definitely can learn from that in terms of building a better infrastructure not just for the league but for individual clubs because you cannot just have top 3 top teams and the rest just lagging away alright so it is it is still quite early in the game uh, less than 10 players have signed for the Saudi League and I mean less than 10 top players from Europe uh, so let's play a little game right now to wrap things up uh, make a guess who do you think is going to be the next not the ones that have been rumoured uh, the next big surprise to sign for the Saudi League in this window in this window wow yes. uh, Paul Pogba Paul Pogba heard it here first what? Hey, that's actually a really good guess huh I would have never thought of it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.